Hi, this is Dave Foreman. Welcome to Words and Music, a podcast made up of a potpourri of things. Some uh, original poetry, some original music, uh, some original opinions, a little bit of editorial stuff, and some spoken word of a variety of subjects. Um, Hope you'll join us on a regular basis. We'll look forward to seeing you. I'm going to start off with a couple of poems uh, set to music. One's called Friends. And uh, the other's called She. I think we'll go with She first, right here. She came to me on a breath of night wind through an open window. I reached for her and watched her fade away through the rustle of gently billowing curtains. Only the smell of damp pavement and the hissing of traffic where moments before had been the delicate tang of perfume and the whisper of soft footsteps. A cigarette, perhaps, another drink. Preludes to more fitful hours begging for sleep that won't come. So often I vainly wish to reach inside my mind and take away that visage framed in sculptured ebony. But I'm afraid of missing it too much. I've spent so many nights with her, I can't count them. In days, my memory fashions her everywhere. Sometimes she walks in front of me on the street, or stands talking with friends across the room. But always a closer look reveals that the eyes are the wrong color or the line of the chin isn't quite right. And always I return to this sad and unfeeling place. I want to leave it, but I can't because it's only here that our nocturnal meetings come about. Perhaps someday I'll settle for a someone or just accept loneliness. After all, the real perfection of love lies in the melancholy of saying goodbye or the anticipation of closeness that never comes. Maybe I have what I really want. Surely as I look back over my time, The things I've done were never as joyful or poignant or meaningful as those I've only imagined, never spoiling their flavor by the doing. So here I sit, thinking about what might have been, not knowing which way to steer my little boat. And here I'll stay, surrounded by my carefully chosen material things. Yes, here I'll stay, until she comes again. I guess we're good friends, you and I. And yet there's something in the way you toss your hair or walk like you're enjoying every step that makes my heart beat quicken just a bit. It makes me read some nuance in your glance or in your words. After all, we're just good friends. And yet, what is it that I feel when you come in or when we walk or talk or laugh or when we cry? or when we simply take a little time to do those small inconsequential things that good friends do. It's nice that we can be good friends because we have a sensible relationship, unspoiled by all the problems lovers have. 
We don't feel jealousy or fear or need. And we don't have to talk about our love because we're just friends. We really are such good, good friends. And yet sometimes when I'm all alone, I think that all my earthly needs would be fulfilled if you reached out to me and I to you, sharing life and love in all its depth, not just as friends. For a little variety, here's something I recorded, uh, oh, quite a number of years ago, back in the 70s, actually, with a group of Winnipeg musicians known as the House of Random. It was originally written by a, a lawyer in New York by the name of Max Ehrman, and it was uh, called The Desiderata, and it's been quoted so many times and recorded so many times. And at first, when it came out, uh, there was a rumor going around that it had been uh, found engraved on the cornerstone of an old church in Boston somewhere, and all sorts of rumors. But uh, the actual writing was, was done by this... Uh, actually, he was a hobbyist poet. He was a lawyer by trade, a New Yorker. And uh, his wife... Uh, actually published a book after his death of poetry that he had written. It was quite popular. Anyway, this is uh, called The Desiderata, You Are a Child of the Universe. Go placidly amid the noise and haste. And remember what peace there may be in silence. As far as possible, without surrender, be on good terms with all persons. Speak your truth quietly and clearly and listen to others, even the dull and ignorant. They too have their story. Avoid loud and aggressive persons. They are vexations to the spirit. If you compare yourself with others, you may become vain and bitter. For always, there will be greater and lesser persons than yourself. You are a child of the universe. No less than the trees and the stars. You have a right to be here and whether or not. It is clear to you, no doubt. Enjoy your achievements as well as your plans. Keep interested in your own career. However humble, it is a real possession in the changing fortunes of time. Exercise caution in your business affairs, for the world is full of trickery. But let this not blind you to what virtue there is. Many persons strive for high ideals, and everywhere, life is full of heroism. Be yourself. Especially, do not feign affection, neither be cynical about love, for in the face of all aridity and disenchantment, it is as perennial as the grass. Take kindly the counsel of the years, gracefully surrendering the things of youth. Nurture strength of spirit to shield you in sudden misfortune, 
but do not distress yourself with imaginings. Many fears are born of fatigue and loneliness. Beyond a wholesome discipline, be gentle with yourself. You are a child of the universe. No less than the trees and the stars, you have a right to be here. And whether or not it is clear to you, no doubt the universe is unfolding as it should. Therefore, be at peace with God, whatever you conceive him to be, and whatever your labors and aspirations in the noisy confusion of life, keep peace with your soul. With all its sham, drudgery, and broken dreams, it is still a beautiful world. Be careful. Strive to be happy. Okay, here's a little tune I wrote about, uh, I guess about four or five years ago. I was uh, living in Burlington, Ontario, where I am now, as a matter of fact. And uh, the singer, very talented lady named uh, Heather Cowles, uh, was in Nashville. And I did the bed tracks in uh, Ontario and sent them to her. And she recorded the voice in Nashville. And then we uh, did the mix back here again. So... Here, without uh, without further ado, is you say.
opinion on you here. I, I'm going to express my, my feelings about something because I this is something that's really near and dear to my heart. I, I always through my my business career and whenever I've been working, I've always heard things like, well, we've always done it that way. That's scary. Those are very dangerous words. We've always done it way, that way. That's a fact. It's not a solution or an answer. I like to think it's reasonable to throw at the old if there's a better way, but that assumes a couple of things. First, is the new way really better? Second, are there going to be some unforeseen side effects to the new way that will cause major problems? I'm an old dog, but I don't think the old ways are always the best. I also think we have to be very, very careful not to throw at the baby with the bathwater. Oops, my cliché alarm just went off. I think we shouldn't be sheep unless it's the wisest thing to do. I've no problem following a crowd if the crowd is going in the right direction. You know, there's an old saying that there they go and I must follow for I am their leader. Um, here's another one of my favorites. If it's wrong, it's wrong, even if everybody's doing it. If it's right, it's right, even if nobody's doing it. How do you tell right from wrong? Listen, read, learn. Not just what you already believe, but what people you don't agree with believe. My music teacher was a master of folk wisdom. He always said, listen carefully to everyone. Even if you think a player is lousy, chances are he'll have one or two licks that you can learn from. Education has gone through some incredible changes in the last couple of decades. Some of them very good, some of them very not good. Like it or not, the importance of the three R's hasn't diminished. Getting a job, even in the trades... When I say even in the trades, sometimes the trades are doing a lot better than university education, depending on the uh, actual subject material in the curriculum. Getting a job in the trade sometimes requires more detailed education than the so-called professions. If you want to be a journeyman electrician, for instance, you have to have an excellent grounding in math. And that's not so if you want to be a psychiatrist. Maybe that's why private math tutoring is such a growth industry, especially here in Ontario. So why do we hear statements like, curriculum should be learner-focused? Does that mean teach students what they want to learn? And does that make any sense at all? And why has cursive writing disappeared from the curriculum? Are handwriting analysts going to have to analyze printing? Are people going to sign documents with an X the way they did when nobody could write? To me, it just looks like change for the sake of changing. And that's never a good reason. Progress is wonderful. It's the key to our survival. But let's not forget another cliché. 
Those who do not study history are doomed to repeat it. The human race has not only invented the wheel, we have reinvented it. <laughs> and we've done that far too often. Anyway, that's our show for this time around. Uh, if you liked it, come on back. Uh, we'll be around. Words and music, music and words. I'm Dave Foreman. And we're going to be on all kinds of podcast sites, so look for us. See you soon.